think a lot of it is still up in the air, what the industry will look like in, you know, five or 10 or 15 or whatever years. Welcome to another episode of All Things Coffee. In this episode, we're excited to be speaking to our very own coffee program specialist, Jeff Clark. Jeff is the wizard behind our training initiatives, research and development, and constantly pushing the boundaries of what we can achieve with coffee. In our chat, we delve into his role, his take on coffee innovation, and how he drives excellence in everything he does at campus. So sit back and enjoy this episode of All Things Coffee. Hello. So Jeff, what the hell is that name and title? Great question. Uh, I essentially, when I started the job here, they wanted to give me a normal, uh, more normal title and I just said, let's just confuse people a little more. Give it a um, real uh, flex. Yeah, zhuzh it up a little bit, you know. Um, but I guess uh, it, it is kind of, I think it is a, a bit of an obtuse name because it is kind of an ob- a bit of an obtuse role as well. So uh, you didn't hear it at home, but there was another take before where he called me the trainer. But <laughs> <laughs> um, essentially I am part of my role is the head of training as well. So it's, uh, I, I think at the core my role is uh, developing and creating resources to help um, our team here as well as uh, baristas in our wholesale network, Um, plus a few other things as well. I tend to get thrown all the odd jobs that no one else knows how to do as well. Yeah, right. Wow, it is a pretty cool title. I'm not going to lie. I kind of wouldn't mind a title like that. Yeah, just chuck specialists on the end of yours. (laughs) Totally. Why not? So, Jeff, tell us a little bit about how you actually got into coffee. Yeah, cool. Um, all right. So it, I think it started in 2006. So uh, after high school, went to uni, studying computer bioinformatics. I mostly do things with confusing long titles. Wow, yeah, um, totally. Dropped out of that immediately. It was, it was you know, hard and boring and uh, it, it's not what I wanted at that point. So um, my dad had recently uh, started a coffee company with some of his friends. Right. Um, in Wollongong, that's where I'm from. Uh, called Delano Coffee. Uh, it's actually where I've met. Well, is that where I met you? I know you're from there, but I, I think I met you previously to that. But Yeah, I think I passed across in yeah, that area. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I was there uh, essentially just as a uh, in the warehouse, packing orders, doing stock takes, things like that. Um, didn't drink coffee at all prior to that, but I'm a frugal guy. So I kind of did some math and thought, oh, you, you know, I could save this many thousand dollars a year by drinking coffee. Might as well. Um, if you're getting free coffee or free Coke, you know. Exactly. <laughs> or paying for Coke and free coffee you yeah. for the free coffee, right? Exactly. So um, I I was doing that, kind of learning a little bit about coffee. Um, that was 2006. What's that? Dozens of years ago. Quite a few. Yeah. Um, but it, the coffee world was very different back then. No one was really using the term specialty coffee. Uh, we had single origins and things like that, but we didn't kind of have the, the transparency of it. But uh, at the very least, it kind of piqued my interest I started pouring latte out and things like that. That's really where my focus was in the coffee world, um, as well as drinking big vanilla lattes and that that kind of style. Nice. Um, but yeah, I was there for a, a two or three years. Uh, and then I went back to uni uh, where I studied and finished this time, um, just a biological science degree. Um, but during that, I was working in cafes the entire time through. So um, I think a lot of the time, I was procrastinating studying my actual science subjects, uh, but actually just like looking at YouTube videos and stuff about coffee, essentially. So, um, and there is a little bit of overlap. So I was kind of like, oh yeah, I'll do coffee biology instead of, you know, this 
genetics subject that is much more boring and all that kind of stuff. But um, yeah, I eventually finished that degree, was still working in cafes a lot, um, worked in the field for a little bit. Um, don't know what it says about me, but I quit that again eventually. <laughs> it seems to be a yeah. Yeah, You know, it was hard and it was boring. <laughs> um, but you guys did have a bit of a, I don't know, like a, a squad or a team or a group of uh, people that really kind of almost dominated that Wollongong coffee culture, yeah, right? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, shout out to Wollongong. Um, but yeah, essentially, uh, it was a, Wollongong's a much smaller community than, you know, Sydney or Melbourne. Um, kind of, It's kind of the size where people in an industry tend to know everyone else in that industry. So um, I was working with some uh, some friends, some that I knew prior and some that I got to become good friends with uh, at a cafe at my uni called Rush. Um, and a bunch of them were like pretty into coffee, knew a bit more than me as well. So uh, it was a great chance to learn more uh, from those guys. Um, also worked at Lee and Me, uh, campus account in Wollongong. Um, again, some really great, you know, coffee nerds working there. Uh, learned a whole bunch there as well. Um, but yeah, really that community, I think, in each in each cafe almost had their own crew that would go to, you know, other events or usually at pubs and we kind of have our own rivalry, but it's all friendly. Yeah, nice. Um, so how did you go from, you know, packing boxes to then into cafes and then you were still, you finished off your degree. Mm. Like, did you go and study a bit or do some work in your degree? Yeah, yeah. Kind of career path or yeah. did you go straight into coffee career? No, I worked for uh, a little under a year at a uh, an environmental consulting and engineering company. Yeah, right. Um, so my job there was essentially doing uh, flora and fauna surveys. So plant and animal surveys uh, on farmland or like essentially if someone wanted to clear land that might have, um, you know, endangered species or if there's protections in that kind of area, uh, they'd have to get, you know, the tick of approval to say there's nothing endangered here, chop all them trees down, go for it. Um, so it was as a bit of a conservationist myself, it was a little disheartening occasionally going out and seeing these you know, yeah. lovely landscapes saying, you know, bring those bulldozers in. Yeah, totally. Um, so, yeah, I kind of worked in that. And, it, look, it was it was pretty fun. I'd go out and see, you know, a lot of good nature. Uh, first day of the job, I almost stepped on a red ba- uh, red belly black snake. Yeah, wow. Well, very great. Australian. Yeah, I'm like, oh, write that down. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, at the end of it, I kind of just realised I wasn't enjoying getting up and going to work. And that's something... I always did enjoy even just working in cafes. Um, so got on Instagram. Wow. And oh, I think I was just scrolling through Instagram and saw uh, a company called Five Senses was yep. recruiting a trainer in Sydney. Mm-hmm. And I had their coffee before. And I was like, yeah, it's good coffee. Yeah. Um, so applied a bunch of interviews later, got that job. Yeah, um, right. And that was the previous place I was working prior to, prior to Campos. So I think that was from 2016 or something I started there. Um, but, yeah, so started there as a trainer. Also worked uh, as an account manager uh, for them for a year as well. So kind of, again, a really great learning opportunity. I think for me uh, it's always a big part of or something I look for in anything. I mean, whether it's, you know, studying. Obviously you want to learn studying. But also at a job. It's just a great opportunity to learn from uh, new people and ex- people with much more experience than you. So that's kind of been a, a driving factor for me, I think, uh, in this career. For sure. So what made you go from, you know, I guess there was two opportunities for you to either go down probably more of a sales direction mm. or going down the more 
coffee specialist direction? Like what what made you make those decisions to go either way? Yeah, good question. Um, Essentially, I think I've got this part of my uh, motivation, I suppose, to, uh, you know, engage with things scientifically and critically and things like that. Um, The account manager or sales side of it is uh, much less, uh, what's the word? Less, I guess, critical thinking and, you know, scientific. It's really just that's all um, about relationships and talking to people. And I hate talking to people. <laughs> like this, no nah, jokes. I, I, I really did enjoy that aspect of it. It was, um, I do, you know, this, this current job and this side of training as well is quite social as well. But it, for me, it also gives you that chance to, you know, get your hands on coffee every day, do experiments, um, kind of gradually work to improve not just how I can make coffee, but how everyone can make coffee as well. Yeah. Wow. So you went from five senses and then you came over to Campos. And, you know, how did you end up, you know, finding this role in Campos? Did you instantly start there or did you start again as a trainer and then moved your way up? Or how did that work? Um, it's been the, it's at least been the same title since I've started. I think the actual, um, you know, the, the duties and the role has changed quite a bit since the start. But I guess there's only, you know, the, the name was already so abstract that you can kind of just make it what you want. But, um, yeah, essentially from the start, um, uh, I've, I've, I've been a head trainer, I suppose. So my role is more training our um, BDM or account management team uh, to go and then deliver the training. So I still do get a little bit of interaction, you know, one-on-one or directly with the cafe, which is really cool, um, but much less so in this role than how it was uh, my previous job at Five Senses. Yeah, well, so what do you think some of the things that, you know, you've seen in the last few years, you know, really valued and learnt that you go, man, I'm looking forward to the future of growth Mm. in that area in the coffee industry? Yeah, um, I mean, one of the, I think, doing my current role, one of the things I really appreciate in this and uh, I think value is um, essentially you know, cupping coffee a lot more. It's, um, I'm on the, the QC team with, uh, you know, Adam Lloyd, Jamie, all the roasters. Um, but it's really just that ongoing tasting of coffee every day, evaluating it. Um, for me, that's been one of the, the most engaging things, uh, I think, in this role, especially like, you know, we're always doing these roast experiments and getting new lots in, experimental lots from customers, uh, sorry, from uh, producers overseas. And uh, yeah, it's just an exciting way of getting all um, you know, again, learning more things. Yeah, for sure. You can kind of see that in your character, right, from the study that you did at university. It was very, you know, trying to uncover and figure out all these things and you've kind of rolled yourself into a job that's allowing you to mm. to kind of really unpack, you know, certain processes or certain ways things are being done and really scientifically kind of look at that. Is that beneficial for uh, our, our coffee? making or is that beneficial for the way that we're roasting or is that beneficial for even the way I guess our farmers are producing stuff and I think that's pretty cool mm. to see that kind of lineage of yeah. where you've started to I guess kind of to where you've got to and during that time like have you kind of learned something or held on to something really tight that you go like man that was really great advice or I think you know hold on to that that I, you know I think I kind of live by a little bit in the coffee industry um yeah, I suppose I can't remember who said these things, but they're kind of just ingrained in my mind. Actually, I think one of them is from Mythbusters, so it's yeah, completely right. separate to coffee. Oh. But it's just 
uh, or something like science is about writing things down. Yeah, right. Um, so part of that is just making really good notes of whatever I do. Um, part of that's just to, you know, keep track of everything, I suppose, more than anything. Um, but yeah, if you're doing any kind of uh, analysis or study of different variables or whatever, you've got to make sure that everything's recorded very accurately. Yeah, right. Um, so part of that, I think, you know, kind of bringing it back to my uni degree, probably the most beneficial thing I ever did at uni for my current job is less the science things, but statistics. Yeah, right. So just knowing, like seeing data, knowing what to do with it and interpreting kind of its value from there. Um, the other thing, I guess that someone's told me, and again, I don't know who it was, but it was, don't worry about it. Yeah, it's essentially right. like uh, the, the way I kind of interpret it or, and I'll pass this on to other people is if they're kind of getting stressed about something, like maybe they made a mistake at work or a customer's mad at them or something, doesn't really matter in the end, you know. Stressing about it's not going to do anything. Kind of look at the solution. It's not the end of the world. Yeah. It's just, it's just coffee. Yeah, yeah. Don't worry, be happy. Exactly. I feel like that's, uh, you know, a pretty good line to think about. But I actually do love a lot of the time, you know, don't worry but look for the solution. Yeah, exactly. It's, yeah, it's more about not stewing on what the cause of the problem is. It's, a lot of the time it's good to find that out eventually and, look at ways of preventing it happening again. But yeah, immediately, don't worry, don't assign blame, look at the solution and kind of fix the issue. Totally. Yeah, I think um, I've heard line, other lines such as progress, not perfection, yeah. lines like that where it's like, you know, you're kind of always wanting to evolve anyway mm. and it's uh, every, you know, failure, every problem is actually an opportunity to learn and to grow from. And Yeah, exactly. I think, yeah, sometimes people do put that don't worry such a like a I don't know slap on things but I think what you were like you guys were mm. really communicating particularly when you link it back to collecting statistics and data like that's all the opportunities all those little like I guess glitches in the, those data that you're yep. reading gives you an opportunity to go oh there's a really new opportunity for a solution or a mm. new, really new way of doing something or, and and in science if if you get something that doesn't go to plan that's a good thing because again it's just uh, like extending your knowledge base and it's a way of creating a you know more complete view of whatever you're studying or the world essentially. Yeah, for sure. And so like seeing that, like in kind of understanding, you know, talking about all these data points and fact sheets and all that kind of stuff, like are you seeing any trends or things in the coffee industry you think, oh, I think this is actually where we see our industry moving or some things that we see we're going to see growth in uh, for the coffee industry? Uh, yeah, I think I, I think a lot of it is still up in the air, what the industry will look like in, you know, five or 10 or 15 or whatever years. Um, uh, I think there's a lot of different aspects to it as well. Um, w- one of the biggest threats that I think we're starting to hear more and more about is obviously climate change. You hear about that everywhere. But in coffee, it's going to be pretty dire. Essentially, at least Arabica coffee is very sensitive to, to the climate. Um, so there's been a, there's a lot of money and research going into it at the moment, which is really good because that hasn't kind of happened in the past. Um, but just the areas where we currently grow Arabica coffee won't be viable or a lot of them won't be viable in, you know, 20 or 30 years time. Um, so just literally for the future of the industry, um, it is a little up in the air. I think there's, I, you know, I've got a lot of confidence that we are putting uh, investment into solutions from there because, you know, everyone loves coffee. Um, but there's some, 
weird things happening as well. Like some people are trying to develop coffee without using coffee beans, wow. um, which, you know, I'm, I haven't tried it, but I, I don't know about that one. Yeah, right. Um, but it's like using, I can't remember the company name, but it's, it's a US-based startup right. um, that's using like chicory and grape juice and wow. other additives. Apparently it tastes like coffee. <laughs> but uh, I, I'm definitely in the opinion that we still try and make coffee farms a place where we can grow coffee. Um, you know, part of it, it's, it is the livelihood of a, a lot of people that are near and dear to our hearts here at Campos and I'm sure everyone else. Um, saying that, I think there's, uh, there's lots of, um, we've been like, you know, selectively breeding coffee for years and years. Um, we've been finding, you know, maybe going back to origin in uh, Ethiopia and looking at what else is in the rainforest genetically to add some more genetic diversity to the coffee. Um, it's not a new thing, but there's been a lot of, uh, diseases and you know, things like coffee rust that have been super challenging to coffee production. Um, so I think there's a, there is a lot of room for you know science and ecology to uh, really help develop solutions to make coffee growing easier, even with this troubling climate that's going to come. Yeah. Um, but uh, you know, furthermore than that, I think we're just getting better and better at you know breeding coffee as well. Um, it's kind of a little hot topic subject, but we'll probably see some genetic engineering of, of coffee as well, um, which could be good or could be bad. We'll see. <laughs> but uh, Yeah, and I think like you're saying, like it's, it's a part of science and it's a part of, you know, trying to do things differently and doing things in a way that's going to be more sustainable uh, for the future. And, you know, not all, not all you know, science explorations are, are positive and not all of them are negative. And, yep. you know, I think sometimes people, you know, hear these words such as genetic modification or they hear uh, people tampering with natural stuff mm. um, and get quite, you know, I guess hair starts sticking up on their back and they get really yeah uncomfortable with that feeling. Uh, but there is actually a beauty in it as well, right, where, we're, you know, we are actually trying to, make things yes i guess i guess the right word is sustainable for the future for the next generation yeah. for the people um for the people that you know make a livelihood out of it for the communities that are so involved with coffee yeah exactly not just the i guess the consumers that love coffee it's actually mm. for the people who are you know growing and producing it so yeah i think that is quite an interesting like thought about you know i thought instantly you're going to stay stuff more like oh it's going to be more about I don't know, making automation or focusing on new tamping techniques or mm. new distribution stuff, which I'm sure is all certain things, but you are probably bringing up probably a more uh, real topic, right? Like that's actually mm. at the forefront of the it's a bit core. More dire. Yeah, <laughs> totally. And that's and it's an important thing to think about. Yeah. And it's an important thing, to, I guess, to continue to discuss and find mm. out more about with it all, really, right? Yeah. I mean, you brought up on the cafe side. I think the other change that we may or may not see is uh, obviously automation and you know things like staffing and stuff has been a major issue um, recently but yeah we might see a lot more uh, or maybe a separation in cafes where one avenue of cafe goes more towards automation and the other side uh, essentially embraces the manual classic style I think but yeah we go on for hours. For sure so you know I guess let's take it from a different path and think about it from a different angle. Is like, what what's actually keeping you here? Then, like, you know, you, you maybe you are, you know, 
been in the industry for so long since you were a teenager. Like, mm. why are you still in coffee and what's still kind of, you know, keeping you interested? Yeah, I mean, I, I think I said it before, but I, you know, kind of enjoy going to work still. I think that's the that's the the crux of it. Whether, uh, I guess the satisfaction comes from somewhere. I think it, you know, satisfies that uh, scientific itch a little bit. I get to do my little tinkering experiments that I like. Kind of, it's good in my head that my degree's not going completely to waste. You know, the science degree helps a little bit. But, um, I mean, part of it is working with good people as well. I think uh, if I came in and didn't like the people I work with, I'd probably start looking for somewhere else to work. But, um, uh, yeah, I, I think it's just something, there's, there's always something new and exciting happening. Um, it's an industry that is, I think, developing and moving very quickly as well. Um, but, yeah, it's kind of, I guess, I don't know what's the downside of it, but time's kind of flies by in this one as well. But uh, I suppose that's just, a, you know, exciting things happening, lots of, lots of things going on and it kind of keeps me interested and engaged. It is a pretty new industry, really, coffee. Well, specialty coffee, I guess, particularly. The, yeah. Whatever you want to call it, third, fourth, fifth wave. Mm. Uh, people have lots of opinions on that. But the industry compared to, I guess, liquor and, you know, alcoholic kind yeah. of beverages, uh, it is quite new and exciting. And I kind of always love that idea that there's always new ways of doing things and being uncovered every few months. It almost feels mm. like there's a, something different and exciting and that's really kind of, I guess, a fun reason to be a part of it, right? And I guess... Absolutely, yeah. You're really at the forefront of that. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> um, but yeah, like I think uh, like there's... You often hear about a lot of parallels between wine and beer and other industries like that. And yeah, I think just historically so much more money has gone into perfecting those kind of things. Like everything is known... Well, I sh- shouldn't generalise but because I'm not a winemaker, but a lot of things are really known in winemaking and beer making and things like that. Whereas coffee, we're still like doing a lot of trial and error and learning things kind of every day. Like looking back to when I started, you know, whether 15 years ago, I don't want to do that math, makes me feel old. Um, But, you know, back then there was, it was definitely everyone just referred to as an art, not a science. There was just, you kind of feel everything, you you know, you don't weigh your dose when making coffee. Um, I think on the farm side, you know, certain farms probably were really refined and precise about how they did things, um, but there wasn't much communication between, uh, you know, farmers and roasters and whoever's importing the coffee. Um, so I think now, and obviously with the help of the internet and things like that, um, there's just a lot more communication across lines. So from the farm to the um, roasters, kind of defining what we want. We're still kind of figuring out what we do want because that's effectively what the market wants as well. Um, but there's also like recently, like some uni universities are starting coffee courses. Um, and you've been able to study wine and beer and, you know, other fermentation based things for years and years, but coffee just never, never really happened. And I think part of that is just where coffee is grown. Um, like the people that, you know, I think agronomists who often are employed by, uh, coffee farms, they have to travel overseas a lot of the time to kind of get their education there. Um, but it was never a lot of time, it was never really specific for coffee. So I think now with more, you know, uh, you know, financing and things like that at, at coffee farms, um, as well as for universities, there's just a lot more access to sharing knowledge about coffee that wasn't there before. 
Yeah, that's really cool. I think that's exciting, you know. It's the idea that there is education and, and time and money and effort, you know, being put into the growth of the industry and mm. Oh man, I, I'm almost jealous about your job, honestly. The idea that you get to be the forefront of it all and I guess influence it a lot as well, really. It's scary. Uh, it's scary, but I think no, sometimes it's scariness, yeah. you know, that's it's kind of also gives you excitement, right? Same as like Yeah, for sure. You um, know, jumping off out of a plane, like skydiving. There's there's a fear that kind of matches up with the excitement that Yeah. No, absolutely. And it yeah. I think it is like um, you know, part of the reason I think I've been in the, the job so long is I do like sharing the knowledge that I learn. Mm. Um, and, you know, I, I'm still obviously, the more you know, the less you know, or you realise you don't know much. And there's a lot of, you know, new super interesting science and stuff coming out around coffee that I'm still trying to interpret and then hopefully translate to um, our team and then they'll translate to the baristas and hopefully it improves the quality of coffees people get at their local cafes or at home. Yeah, it's crazy you say that, right? Like you've started in coffee since you were pretty much a teenager from in a roastery, mm. barista, training, like doing accounts into, you know, becoming a coffee specialist yourself. And, you know, I love that line, like the more you know, the less you know. Yeah. Like really in the coffee industry, there's probably not as many people really out there that have been in it for that long. And so, you know, there's a few, right? Mm. But I think... Uh, that's really cool to hear that you're going, well, there's actually so much still more out there to learn, to understand. Absolutely. And so thank you so much, Jeff. We really appreciate you being on the podcast today. Anytime. We are excited to see the future. Uh, we're excited to see what's going to happen with the coffee industry in terms of our producing in our cafes. And yeah, we will surely have you back on here talking more about that. Yep. So we do appreciate your time. Thanks for having me. Cheers. Thanks so much for joining us on this episode of All Things Coffee. If you enjoyed this episode, we'd love for you to rate us or leave us a review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. And if you haven't already, hit that follow button so you never miss a future episode. I'm your host, Alex. And until next time, happy brewing.